why do you think so many is that why you believe so many people fail at love just not going in with the proper understanding of of what it is and the powers to it or do you just I don't know that they fail at love. They fail at relationships. I was just having an event and just had this conversation with someone. They were talking about unconditional love. Like we all want that. We all talk about it. If you're religious at all, you know, any of the, the fake yeah. systems, right? They talk about this unconditional love. And we're having this conversation. This woman was like, you know, when we talk about what she wanted, like, she's like, I want unconditional love, da da da. Not 10 minutes later, said how she left her husband because she didn't feel loved and supported. And there was a brother in the room. And that's why I love bringing men and women together to talk. A brother in the room was like, because men are literal, very literal people. So he was like, that makes no sense. And she's like, what do you mean? He was like, if you want unconditional love and you are now also saying you are leaving your partner because he won't talk to you, he was like, you do realize that's conditional. He was like, I don't go. understand. And the, but the women in the room were like, no, they completely understood what she was saying. The brother was like, what are you talking about? It's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. We Won't Quit podcast is designed to help entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck by limiting beliefs and procrastination. That's right. You're going to hear stories and lessons from incredible people who've overcome setbacks to comebacks because they have the mentality and they refuse to quit. Your host is none other than Mike Hughes, mailman to millionaire, the storyteller and leadership mentor, helping you shift and grow in your entrepreneurship journey. Tune in to these episodes to get real stories from real people people who've had real success are you ready let's go let's go all right family welcome to another episode of the we won't quit podcast this one is very very different let me just tell you so for the first i don't know 11 12 episodes uh i've been live and in person but i was so no other word i could say but pressed to get this young lady on uh and i didn't have a chance to fly out to minnesota uh, or wherever she resides right about now that I said, I got to get Alex on. So we're going to do this remotely uh, just so I can get on her schedule. Uh, definitely excited to have Alex Merritt, the love engineer with us. Alex, my friend, how are you? I am well. How are you? Phenomenal. I'm so excited to catch you. Look, I've been in Texas, Atlanta, California, uh, you know, Maryland, of course, Vegas, doing all these different podcasts. But uh I said, yeah, we our schedules have to connect, so we're gonna have to make this work. And uh, I'm glad you did. I am as well. So tell folks about the Love Engineer. Uh, I've been blessed to know you for some time, but uh, I, I would love for folks to get a chance to know how the Love Engineer came about and uh, and and what does it entail? Yeah, we'll go from there. So first and foremost, I'm a mechanical engineer by degree. So people always ask, they're like, wait a minute, did you just add engineers? Like, no, I actually earned a mechanical engineering degree and took that same problem solving approach, if you will, and applied it to matters of the heart. So when it comes to love and relationships, again, I bring logic to love because frankly, a lot of it just didn't make any sense. And because I'm an engineer, things need to actually make sense to me. Um, so I now bring logic to love and how powerhouse women and a man who love us, frankly, um, build the tools and skills we need um, to be able to build amazing relationships. Good stuff. Good stuff. So what's your what's your record? Right. You know, when you build these relationships, how many of these folks staying together? Right? I know you can't track all that. 
Yeah, and and, and and even be beyond that. So my record is amazing, but um, more than that is realizing that when it comes to love and when it comes to relationship, intimate relationships are just one type of relationship. But being right. able to live a life you love and have love in your relationship again, that skin that spans all of them, starting with the relationship you have with yourself, which is the most important one. And then once you take that into any relationship, then again, you can build an amazing relationship, however you define amazing and however you define <laughs> relationship, right? So that varies. But I was just um literally just yesterday, a sister um, um on my Facebook page tag, I think her and her husband, who was probably my first um, you know, lure love methodology put in place, but they been married for 10 years now and I think they met 15 years ago so um, my track record is solid for those who apply the methodology because again in engineering we know very simply it's like if you follow some principles things stand right right no that's powerful that's powerful uh I know you have a conference as well I want to make sure we plug that because I expect to be there I plan to be there on that panel uh so we can put that out there now we'll put it out there again at the end uh but when is the love conference coming up yeah, so the I Declare Love Conference is coming up May 13th through the 15th right here in Minneapolis. So I'm super excited about that. And then for those that cannot, for whatever reason, get to Minneapolis, there will also be a virtual offer. But again, I, I, I invite you to join me live here. I mean, the whole theme is about being so sexy and relationship ready. It is only for sisters, by the way. Um, you'll get to be a special guest along with the other men that'll be a part of the Sisters and Cigar panel. And it's the you first heard it here because I have not put that even out to the to the group yet okay all right we won't quit family we're the first to find out i'll be on that panel excited about that um and listen i ordered the bundle right so i already had it i think i sent you a copy of look i, I have I, I have all three the uh, i declare love card game i have catch flights not feelings right uh, <laughs> catch flights have... and feelings we about feelings oh, we're about yeah. catching flights we're about and... sorry <laughs> look, like I'm trying to say, just catch flights with them, but don't catch feelings after the flight, no, right? Catch flights and feelings. I'm about building love. Love is the most powerful force on earth, and relationships are the the quality of our lives. And so, amazing relationships lead to amazing lives. Absolutely. So, when folks come to you, obviously they're expecting one thing, and I'm sure. Uh, and then, what do they find out about themselves when they're looking to, you know, find a partner or just you know, become better. And I left out one more because I have all three uh, and the other two have been loaned out and I haven't gotten them back yet. So uh, we got to make and sure. And that's the way people play you. That's why I tell people don't loan your one love game. Send them the link so they can go get their own because they, they're they not coming back, by the way. You'll be buying those two again. I can't tell you the number of people who were like, hey, Alex, I loaned somebody my games and they've not brought them back. Can I order more? Sure you can. So you should give them the link. Anyway, um, what? People often come with, and this is the thing again for, for me and, and the work that I do, because when I just bring, I bring people together, first of all, to talk about love, sex, and relationships. And it's one of the big ahas is that people realize that, again, a lot of what we learned when it comes to those three topics, you actually have to unlearn. Right. It is not sustainable for 21st century relationships. I mean, because when you think about it, most of the people we're modeling or copying, um, be it moms, be it grandparents, whoever, they were they were literally dating and meeting in the 1900s, right? So again, the late 1900s, nonetheless, but still it was the 1900s. And you're trying to apply that in, knowledge and information to the 21st century. And not a whole lot of that mid to late 1900 um, knowledge transfers. And when it comes to love relationships, it's not different. It does not, Most of it doesn't transfer. Right, right. So most folks are finding out about themselves that it doesn't transfer because we're looking at how mama and 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 dad came together and how big mama and grandpa came together. And, you know, back in the day, those folks got married, had a 
bracket kids, right? Anywhere from like seven to 15, right? Uh, and, and then they stayed together for 50, 60 years. My grandparents were married for 61 years. Uh, but somewhere along the way, as you said, it, it doesn't translate because we've seen relationships get shorter and shorter and shorter and shorter. Well, at least marriages, that is. Why yeah. do you think that? I liken it. So one of the things that, so I tell a lot of this work again, people are like, how do you, I was like, I have, this is the calling on my life. And so a lot of this comes through me and to me one day, um, what came to me and what I've sensed about is called the Evali relationship theory. And it's just how relationships have progressed and they progress like the phone. So think about the phone. Many of us grew up when we learned, the first phone we learned to use for, for many people was like the rotary phone, right? right. Think about that device and what that was and what that um, looked like. That was like your grandparents and relationships. Like relationships, again, were very practical. They were very straightforward. Men did men stuff, women did women stuff. Um, and like the rotary phone, you were only gonna do two, I mean, you, the purpose of the phone was to make a call or take a call, literally. When, men, when men and women got together, they were like to make babies and take care of babies, make a family, take care of family. That's what they got together to do. That's why they had a rack of kids as you called it, right? That was why they were together <laughs> was to do right. just that. <laughs> and so you take these rotary relationships and then you move to advancement to our, you know, that cordless phone connections as I like to call them, right? Think about the cordless phone. I remember when we got a cordless phone. I remember thinking how amazing life had become because you could now, move around with this phone. You, I mean, still primary purpose the same. Make right. a call, take a call. You had a little more flexibility, maybe a little more privacy. Maybe mama was working, you know, whatever the case might be, but the traditional gender roles still apply because the phone was still used to do the same thing. Make calls, take calls, that's it. You fast forward to this 21st century and our relationships have progressed just like the phone. We're now this smartphone generation. Think about your right. smartphone. You can do a hundred things on the phone and not one of them be make a call or take a call. True. And so, and so now with our relationships, you, you have to actually learn um, why do you have the phone? What do you plan to do with it? Who you, you know, who are you looking for? Because again, now is realizing that some people have a phone and all they want to do is play games mm. and that's okay. You just have to know that because if you got a phone and you expect to change the world with it and you partner with somebody who only plans to play games on their phones, now you're disappointed, not because you don't have a phone, but because you have not aligned to what you're going to do with that phone. So now our relationships have to be a lot more intentional because whereas before the cordless phone and the rotary phone, you didn't have to guess what was being done. You knew what was being done right. because it was only able to do a couple things right. now. We can hang out, we can hook up, we friends with benefits, we co-parenting, we co we doing all kinds of things. But as long as you get somebody that agrees with you, it's all good. The problem is that when you go in with your phone and they go in with their phone and you sitting there swiping left and right and not realizing that you're not on the same screens. Mm, powerful. That's such a good analogy. And, and it really is exactly what's happening out in these streets right now, right? Uh, one person is coming in and they're not even letting folks know that, uh, that they swiping left to right or that they even have a phone, right? They're not even thinking of it from that standpoint. Some people already got a phone at home, right? With a whole bunch of little baby phones, right? <laughs> Running around and not telling anybody. It's so, the yeah. burner, right? right? Right, the burner phone. There you go, right. <laughs> That's a whole nother card game. You need to go ahead and come out with that one. Look, I heard you say, and this was uh, months ago, I, I, I saw you on another podcast and it was so powerful. You were talking about men. And you said something about society only permits men with like two emotions, 
yes, yes, yes. That's One of the things as we are learning, and this is the power of relationships today, is we actually have to learn who we are, who men are, who women are. And a lot of it has been, we've been socialized to be a certain way. And so when I talk about um, building amazing relationships, you need to understand the components of said relationship, right? The engineer me is like, oh, if you're going to build anything, you need to first know the materials you're building it with, uh, because that'll determine how, how stable this thing is going to be or not. But nevertheless, um, when it comes to, you know, emotions and the things people are frustrated by, you know, when I talk about men, I was like, society only permits men to have two emotional outlets, two socially acceptable emotional outlets, anger and arousal. And so then when you peel it back and you realize that, you know, when you look at the way men are allowed to express themselves, society accepts them being mad or angry at something and, and expects him to be aroused and turned on. I mean, people teach women this, right? It's like, oh, you can, you know, you can get a man's attention as long as you turn them on. And right. And so, but then that also means everything else that is going on, the, the complexities of life um, that men have to navigate they're often suppressing them or pushing them through those two, those two outlets. Mm. Yeah, so true. So true. When I think about, you know, just in general, the things that men, uh, especially a black man has to take on and suppressing, right. To just keep moving forward, get better, get stronger. Uh, you know, just, just, just suppressing, suppressing everything that's around you and keep that face as if everything is, is a okay. Uh, so that you can, you know, continue to move forward throughout your life. And I know the same is true for women, but just understanding men, I think if women and men understood each other better, uh, then they would, have, of course, it starts with understanding yourself, but then understanding each other better. Why do you think that we don't understand each other better? Because, I mean, honestly, we're the first generation, believe it or not. So, again, as we think about this, a volley relationship, thing, we did, men and women don't spend time with each other. I was fortunate in the sense that, you know, when I went to to get my mechanical engineering degree, it was me and all men all the time, everywhere. So much so my college roommate was a guy all through college. Wow. Um, as a, just as a friend, he was literally my roommate. And so I got to see men up close and personally. So I joke, I was like, I have a major in mechanical engineering. I got a minor in men by accident. Um, just because I was always with men. I was like, wait a minute, they move real different. And if you take out the story that people usually assign, it's like, men don't care. Men don't this. Men don't care about relationships. And I'm like, actually, men talk about relationships as much, if not more, than women do, from my experience. Now, the reason they talk about it and why they talk about it, that becomes a different thing. And what they must need, what kind of environment must be present for them to talk about it, that's different. But that they're interested, same. And so I think we don't spend, we don't know a lot is because until our generation, men and women did not spend time with each other, except for inside of marriages or inside of committed relationships. Men, men hang out with men and women hang out with women. We've never spent right. time in each other's spaces. Yeah. It's only new, you know, new days we're doing like co-ed baby showers. Like our daddies never, never went to a baby shower and would never even think to go to a baby shower. Right, but that's not the case now. Ladies want now you to go to baby showers. It's a social, it's a gender reveal now, right? Yeah, it's, it's a, a gender reveal. Think about that. It's a gender reveal, not a baby shower. And so that so we're now that we're spending more time in each other's spaces, we're also now learning more about each other, which just a generation ago, they had no idea. Men used to say all the time and they still do. It's like we don't understand women. Think about that statement. Yeah. Cause they never yeah. spent time. Now we are, you know, wait, you think that, that, I mean, literally that's how I ended up realizing I was 
to be the love engineer. I was deserting discussions. I would bring men and women together and they would talk about things. And I'm like, you think that, huh? Really? That's not how we see it. Here's how we see it. And and from that point, understanding and open dialogue is what the War on Love games allow you to do too. It allows you to provoke the conversation without the judgment. And then Mm. you get to hear their perspective or you get to hear your perspective actually. And then from there, you can build, um, you can build from there. Hey family, when was the last time you got a chance to wear something meaningful? Whether it was today, last month or never. I want you to understand that Jack Design has a message that will resonate with each of you. Each and every design is intended to inspire action while reminding us to wear art. You can mix metal with a flower and wear the steel rose collection. You can unleash your creative genius or you can participate in our legacy with the signature collection. Here's what I need you to do. Go visit their website and peruse the gallery. Make sure you put in don't quit 22 in the promo code so you can receive that 10% discount just for being a part of the We Won't Quit podcast family. Go out and check out Jack Design. You will not be disappointed. Right. I know so many of us, so many people in general, misunderstand what love is, right? And I heard you also say that love is a force. And I love the analogy you gave. I can give it, but I I think it is better coming from you. Do you even remember it? Because, I mean, you say, you just, you're so quick. You say so much. But it goes to the principles of engineering, basically. It goes to the the, principles of engineering. That's the the piece where it's like, no, it's it's not even a joke. It really just is what I know in engineering and in the parallel. Where I'm like, I think these go together. And the power is, it's like, you know, universal laws are just that. They are laws. They're not, they're not, they don't change. (laughs) Just like, no, this is what it is. (laughs) How you feel about it is irrelevant. And I think same thing with love. We've misunderstood it so much because of the way it's been taught because people were trying to figure it out and I liken it to the same way that people were trying to figure out gravity at one point in time like there used to be a point in time where people had no idea why things fell to the ground they didn't know they just saw it and was like oh my god what just happened here but what anyway um so I like in love to that so love is the most powerful force on earth and nobody refutes that it is the most powerful force on earth gravity is a force too Um, And gravity, believe it or not, is actually a pretty weak force. But you don't have to understand gravity to fall. But you do have to understand gravity to fly. And just like love, love is one of those deals, like, against a force. You don't have to understand love. You don't have to understand relationships. You don't have to understand any of that to fall in love. Mm. You do have to understand some relationship dynamics. You do have to understand love in order for you to build a relationship based on it. And right. so people don't realize it. it's like, oh no, I'm supposed to, you know, and, and we put so much weight on love and it's supposed to be all of these things. And love is like, no, it's like gravity. Or it's like, no, it's a force. Use yeah. me how you will. And I will either take you to heights you've never imagined or I will be the source of the greatest pain you've ever known. And love is, is indifferent. It's like, just like gravity, gravity is indifferent. It's like, if you jump off this building, I will do what I do. Exactly. And it's not even personal. So why do you think so many, is that why you believe so many people fail at love, just not going in with the proper understanding of, of what it is and the powers to it? Or do you just... 
I don't know that they fell at love. They fell at relationships. I was just having an event and just had this conversation with someone. They were talking about unconditional love. Like we all want that. We all talk about it. If you're religious at all, you know, any of the, the fake yeah. systems, right? They talk about this unconditional love. And we're having this conversation. This woman was like, you know, when we talk about what she wanted. She's like, I want unconditional love, da, da, da. Not 10 minutes later, said how she left her husband because she didn't feel loved and supported. And there was a brother in the room. And that's why I love bringing men and women together to talk. A brother in the room was like, because men are literal, very literal people. So he was like, that makes no sense. And she's like, what do you mean? He was like, if you want unconditional love and you are now also saying you are leaving your partner because he won't talk to you, he was like, you do realize that's conditional. He was like, I don't go. understand. And the, but the women in the room were like, no, they completely understood what she was saying. The brother was like, what are you talking about? Right. To which again, the love engineer that I am again, I help both parties see the other side. I was like, I, this is where we've misunderstood. Love is a force. It is. Relationships yeah. are a different thing. So it's like, love is unconditional. Relationships are not. Yeah. yeah. And it's understanding that. So people don't fail at love. Love is relationships they fell that day in and day out because we we mistook them for the same thing just like gravity gravity is a force of flight it is yeah. not the only force required for flight it's one of four not all it, literally there are four forces of flight gravity is one of them not all of them same thing yeah. with love love is a force in a healthy relationship it is not the only force, and it certainly is not the one that takes you to the heights you're looking for in the relationship. So love is one thing. The relationship is a different thing. People fail at relationships day in and day out. It's how come people can get married, divorced, and now love each other and be have better relationships. Why? Because the love stayed constant. And the relationship divorced can take on a different texture than it did when they were inside of a marriage. Do you think the pressure is off? Is that it? That folks feel like, okay, now that we're no longer married or it's not as much pressure being around that person or? Facts, facts. I mean, think about it. Marriage comes with, if you're not, again, if you don't have a love engineer in your life, if you've not been trained, marriage, if you take on all of the 19th century advice you got about what marriage is, all the religious advice you got about what marriage is, you walk into that thing with an encyclopedia worth of expectations right. that you are bound to fail at. And then you mm. fail enough times at them. And then now the weight of this is, but, but once I get out of the marriage, then the encyclopedia of expectations also go with it. Now we're just wow. friends and we can now yeah. build our own relationship dynamics based on what you and I need together as friends. But you could also do that before you go into any marriage. You act, today, you have to be able to build your own marriage, not model a script that somebody gave you. And which is extremely difficult when, you know, obviously via social media, we see so many different examples. We see the clip notes of everybody's relationship, you know, just what they want us to see or, or not see, right? And, uh, and, and what they share publicly typically is not what's happening privately. And most people are comparing themselves to that. Mm. Do you agree, disagree, or what do you feel? What, what have you found? 
Yeah, it, it's that's the case. But comparison is always the thief of joy, no matter what you are comparing. Right? Relationships are not different or immune to that. But yeah, comparing your whole life to the cliff notes of somebody else's life will set you up to be disappointed day in and day out because they curated their life. You know all the details and nuances of your life. But again, the other challenge with that, I was just having a conversation with some friends. It was like, you know, people imagine the, the extreme ends of relationships. They imagine, you know, that, you know, vacation life, that wedding life, that they, the, the highlight of that. But I was like, you have to be able to also know what your, your relationship looks like on a Tuesday. Yeah. <laughs> On a taco Tuesday, right? Or not so taco Tuesday. When nothing is going on, just a regular day. It's a regular day. What does that yeah. relationship look like? Because we often go to these extremes and never realize that most of our life are going to be Tuesdays. Wow. That's so strong. That's a whole, we could do a whole podcast just on that topic right there. Because I think so many of us come in with whether it's the, it, the traumas of our childhood of seeing parents either together by force or feeling like they had to stay together when it was a toxic situation uh, or not being together and growing up like I did where I had to be the man of the house at a very young age or feeling like I had to be, you know, cause I wanted, my mom was divorced at that time from my father. So, I mean, so many of us come up and grow up with that. And then when you think about from a female perspective, Little girls grow up playing with Barbie dolls, playing with the house, playing with, you know, and seeing marriage in a different light. Boys don't grow up playing that, right? <laughs> you know, we grow up thinking about just Tuesday, right? We don't, we don't grow up thinking about uh, how we want our dream wedding to be or vacation to be or this, that, and the other. Maybe a little more so now just because of social media. But I don't think, I know I didn't grow up thinking about, man, I want to have this really out of, like, I didn't think about the wedding, right? You I didn't think about, about the wedding, but what did, but many, many, many men though do grow up dreaming about being fathers, grow up about taking care of yeah. homes. And so it realizing that it's a different quality of dream, but no less different men grow up actually with the same kind of dreams, just the way you get to them are different. So you dream, you grow up dreaming of, I'm gonna be a great dad. I'm gonna, you know, do little league or whatever the case thing is. Am I right or wrong? Facts. Absolutely. No, it's facts. I grew up and thinking so that was exactly you dream that what we don't realize. So I say all the time, men and women want the exact same things. That's why we end up together often. What we don't realize is that the vehicle we take to get to them are just slightly different. So you, again, you grew up with, uh, I'm going to be this phenomenal father story. She grew up with, I want this amazing wedding. Where was it going to this amazing family that we we're going to create inside of this one gets the other right but men go to the end of it first yeah you know i'm gonna grow up i'm gonna I'm take care of the house i'm gonna make sure the bills are paid all of these things he grew up dreaming of being a provider being the protector that all of those things are his end hers is a means to an end mm -hmm. we're going the same places though and if we can honor and respect that in each other, as opposed to making one right, wrong, or indifferent, realizing that like, oh no, I, I have the same picture, 
Yeah. But I have this part of the picture. You have this part of the picture. We put these together and we choose a relationship frame. We both get the picture we've imagined. We just got to trust that my picture is not better than yours. I need you to, for my picture to become what I've imagined too. So how do we get there? Like how do, how do folks get there? If someone's watching this today, they're looking for love. They're looking for some practical steps toward it. I mean, obviously they can attend the ID Clear Love Conference. Be there. Which we, absolutely, I, I plan to. Um, but how does one go from, from learning themselves to being better at a relationship? It, one, it, it really is, again, I, I call it learning to love, right? When you think about me, it's all, it's, I have a whole relationship academy and do all these things because the truth of the matter is, is that we've learned how to do everything that we think is important. Right. And we winging it when it comes to love and relationship. It really, winging it. <laughs> I mean, winging it and getting the exact same results that one gets when you wing things. It right. works sometimes and it fails most of the time, right? And experiences right. are really awful teacher to me. People, you know, people have their views about it. It's like, oh, this is the best teacher. It is not. Experience is a really difficult teacher. So you can learn how to love. You got to unlearn the things that are not helpful in love. You know, I get, I call it relearn some things and then experience. Like those are the four steps um, to, to being able to do it. However, doing that on your own or with YouTube University or your girlfriends, that's not helpful. So partnering with somebody that, that you value, that you respect, again, like say me or whomever, um, not whomever, there's a lot of people out here teaching relationships and I'm like, that is trash. I was going to stop um, you there. So many people that have no idea what they're teaching and they're leading people down a path that they aren't living. Disappointment, disappointment and failure and all of this other good stuff. Because again, here's what I tell people all the time. It's like, I'm not here to teach you anything. I am here to help you uncover the truth you've already known, but that you've covered over, over the years, right? Because everything I do stems from the quote from the Persian poet Rumi. That's what, you know, what turned me on to this whole thing. Who says, your task is not to seek for love, but to seek within and remove all the barriers you built against it. Mm. That's so strong. Say that again. <laughs> your task is not to seek for love but to seek within and remove all the barriers you built against it. What we don't realize is that to get to the love we are, we are looking for, half the problem is that society teaches you to look for it. They teach you to find it. They teach you, so you spend this effort searching for something that you are. But the reason you don't recognize it is because we put all these rules and regulations and religion and all this stuff on top of it. So you can't even open up to your own natural desires where it's like, I really want a relationship that's X, Y, Z, whatever your X, Y, and Z is. And I just get to, and I will attract somebody who also has an X, Y, Z. As we say, there's a lid for every pot. The key is just being willing to acknowledge the lid or the pot that you currently are. So funny because people will spend so much time and you know planning a vacation, planning, you know, this, that, and the other, where they're going this weekend or how they're going to spend the summer with the kids or, or you name it, right? The holidays. But most people never plan out how they truly want their relationship to, to go. I, I once heard uh, someone talk about it, right? At, in the in a setting, and he was saying, you know, how we have all these preferences. And he said, you know, 
write down 25 preferences or all the preferences you want in someone or qualities rather. Then it was 25 preferences. But then he said, write down 10 non-negotiables. And if those non-negotiables don't line up with who you are, then you know that may not be the person for you. But for some reason, we break right through those non-negotiables. And I think it goes back to you know, the barriers we've created or haven't created or you know, trying to unlearn, learn, and relearn what is for us, but seeing something that kind of may, you know, we can make it work or thinking we could change someone. Yep. And I would offer even a step beyond that because again, you know, all this preferences, non-negotiable, all that, again, pretty standard. My inv invitation is write down 25 things that will make you happy that don't involve another person, that you do, that you need to make you happy. Write those down. Most people cannot come up with five off the top. Then wow. write down the 25 traits. So whenever you get this person and whatever you, whoever they are in your mind, write down the 25 things they are looking for in a partner. And then ask yourself, are you that? Because what you can control is who you are and what you do. So this person who has, I don't care, whatever your traits are, who are they looking for? And then validate or verify or check with, am I, am I the person I think this person wants? And to the degree you say no, then you work on being better you. Because you don't have, any, you will attract them a whole lot faster by becoming than you will ever do in searching. Wow. Look, you've given a lot for free. I'm done. Like, you've given so much. I think uh, let folks know once again how they can find you, how they connect, how they can get the, uh, the War and Love game, the bundle, right? Don't get one, get all three. Uh, I definitely look forward to being at the conference, but just share with us once again how we can connect with you. Yeah, so a couple things. So we'll start with the game. So you can go grab the games at thewaronlovegame.com. So go grab the games there. Um, it will, again, it'll be, the, the, you will not be disappointed by this. So go grab the games at thewaronlovegame.com. Register for the upcoming I Declare Love conference. And if you do this um, before the end of March, you get to, you know, come in person and bring someone um, for free. So you can, you can identify a girlfriend, have her come with you for free at idclarelove.love. idclarelove.love. And you can register for the conference through the month of March in honor of Women's History Month. Um, it's buy one, bring a girl for free. Because I think love is meant to be shared and learning how to love should be too. So bring your favorite girlfriend um, at idclarelove.love. I look forward to seeing you. I look forward to meeting you. And I look forward to helping you become so sexy and relationship ready. Because I believe everybody deserves to be loved and you can have the love you deserve and desire. Absolutely. So fellas, I'll be representing for us out there uh, at that conference on the panel as well. Looking forward to that. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, Alex, I greatly appreciate you taking time. I, I couldn't let Women's History Month go without having you on. Again, the very first remote, uh, you know, We Won't Quit podcast uh, had to happen with you because I said it has to happen this month. It has to happen now. And I want to make sure folks get a chance to take advantage of uh, getting registered and being able to bring a girlfriend for free. So thank you so much for your time. Uh, looking forward to uh, you continuing to build relationships and build people because that's what you're doing, not just relationships. You're building individuals. Absolutely. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. Thank you for having me. And thank you for who you are and what you do in this world um, to help people on all kinds of levels. So thank you. I appreciate it. All right, family. This has been another episode of the We Won't Quit podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe. Go follow 
Alex Merritt, the love engineer. You won't be disappointed. I'm telling you just this last half hour of nuggets she's dropped, of gems she's dropped has been phenomenal. I hope folks replay this over and over and over. More importantly, share it with someone who you know, right? First, listen to it for yourself because sometimes we think it's, it's not for us, it's for somebody else and more so it's for us. But then go share it with as many people as you can. And remember, the only way you can fail is to quit. But we all know it's impossible to stop a man or woman who will not quit. Take care. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Hey, family, did you know that the things you say to yourself about yourself would eventually determine who you attract and even what you attract for ourselves? You don't want to know where I learned that? I learned that from listening to the Self-Talk Experience podcast. Look, I'm excited because some of my mentors, Donnell and Tracy Self, have started a podcast that is exploding simply because they're shifting the way people think. I've been blessed to know this couple for about 25 years, and there's no way I would have went from mailman to millionaire if it wasn't for this couple. Look, I've watched them personally help dozens of individuals earn a seven-figure income, but I've also watched them help thousands of people shift the way they think inside of their family, inside of their marriage, inside of their household, inside of their, their job, inside of their career, and change lives. And now, for free, you get a chance to experience what many have paid tens of thousands of dollars to experience. Go watch the Self Talk Experience podcast.